Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Expand the Phantom podcast. Uh, this episode, Jermaine and I will be talking about Hermes Press's uh, new six-issue miniseries and the uh, rather interesting dramas that have unfolded about it's being released here in Australia. Um, so for those international listeners, uh, we apologize if this isn't as interesting for you, but this has been a big uh, big source of debate over the last couple of weeks, so we thought it was worth having um, having its own podcast. So, Jim, before we start, Jermaine, how are you, mate? Not bad. Thanks, mate. Away. All right, well, um, I suppose we should begin at the beginning, which, of course, was the announcement of, um, of Hermes releasing the six-issue miniseries uh, that's a brand new miniseries with a whole heap of um, great creators attached to it. We've got Sal Voluto doing the um, doing the art. We've got uh, Peter David writing. It's it's a wonderful wonderful list of creative talent they've got in there. And of course, everyone was very excited for it, except getting closer to the release of the miniseries. It turned out that the series was being blocked for release here in Australia. Now, through uh, various contacts and stuff uh, that we have with the site, we found out that it was actually through publications themselves who had blocked the sale of the of the comics here in Australia. Um, the reason for the blocking was that, according to their license with King Features. Uh, Fru has exclusive rights to publish and sell Phantom Comics in Australia, and thus Hermes shouldn't, according to the um, according to their license, be allowed to sell their comic in Australian comic book stores. Um, so basically, this ended up in all of the pre-orders for the first issue and subsequent issues from specialty comic stores within Australia being cancelled pretty much at the last minute. Um, so before we get too much further into this, Jermaine, what do you think of Fru's initial uh, cancellation, I guess we could call it, of the Hermes, Hermes series? What do you think about them not allowing it being sold here? Um, it was a bit of a shock, um, to be honest. Uh, well, I can understand, in theory I can understand where Fru are coming from because... You know, I can only imagine they pay a big amount of money to um, uh, to have the exclusive rights to Australia, but also New Zealand. Um, but I guess the initial question or the initial response I had was, why Hermes and not Moonstone or Dynamite or or even the DC and the um, uh, the Marvel issues going back into the 90s and 80s. Um, so, that, you know, that, that, that was my initial response. Um, from, again, you know, doing some more research into it and stuff like that, I did, you know, we, well, you know, we both came across the story about Wolf, the Wolf publications being, um, blocked by Thrill as well. So, it's, there's, it's, it's happened before, but, Again, the question is, is why not Moonstone and Dynamite? Um, so, so yeah, so it, it, it was rather confusing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I think that's the reaction a lot of people had was, 
well, if you're blocking these guys, why didn't it seem to bother you when Moonstone and Dynamite were doing was doing their stuff? Um, now, with the exception of the Wolf series that Jermaine um, mentioned before, that was that was also blocked by Fru. The only thing I can think of is that when um, Moonstone was had their series and Dynamite had uh, both of theirs. Jim Shepard was running through. And from things that Jim Shepard has said, he basically has little to no opinion on American comics. He basically, I don't want to say he hates them, but let's just say he has a strong um, disregard for them. Let's just say that. Uh, I'm just trying to look for a quote here, but we did um, ask him in, in an interview we did with him, what he thought of the um, U.S. comics, I'll try and find that quote at the mo- uh, in a moment. But um, yeah, I think that was probably more a personal thing for for Jim than um, than anything else. I just don't think he felt that it was something something he needed to worry about. Basically, so um, does that does that mean that the Hermes is basically doing such a good job with these um, with this comic book series that through are now worried that they're going to be stealing the sale, so to speak, or is it a case of um, with the new publisher or you know the, the it now being under the ownership of Judith that you know she just doesn't you know but I, I guess yeah there's those, that's, there's that question now was it a a legacy from um, Stephen you know, Steve Shepard when he was the publisher or is it now the new publisher that we've got? Um, So, yeah, so it's interesting. Now, to be fair, I've got to make mention that the publications of Wolf, they actually included um, stories that had already been published by Fruit, but they were in colour. So Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe that had something to do with why it was blocked is because, you know, they were Egmont stories you know, with nicer covers and in um, and in uh, colour, so maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's possible. But again, with the Hermes thing, it, that's the only reason I can think that that they have been blocked, where the other American publishers haven't, because, like you said, there's been a change in uh, who's running through. They probably have different uh, business sense. Uh, than Jim or, or different um, beliefs, maybe is a better word, and maybe they thought themselves that no, this this needs to stop. Where maybe um, Jim didn't didn't care about it so much. But I found the quote I mentioned um, in our interview. We asked him what he thought of the uh, American comics, and at the time, Moonstone was coming out, and his answer was, "I have every Moonstone edition. I'm not really impressed with most of the art and most of the stories." For some accountable reason, the Moonstone creators seem to be trying to turn the Phantom into a B-grade superhero. Um, I don't think it really needs to be said that I completely, 100% disagree with that. I don't know how you can say that the art isn't impressive in those comics. Bloody hell. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty safe to assume from that that he couldn't really care less about the US comics. And I don't think he felt that those people that were buying the US comics were really the same people that was buying through. 
Jim, again, based on the, the interview and a few other discussions I had with him, seemed to believe that the only people, that, or at least the great majority of people who uh, read The Phantom in Australia were, were, you know, 40 and up. So people that didn't really, for the most part, care about any other comics apart from Fru's Phantom. Whether he was right in that or not, I'm I'm not sure, but I know there there are a few fans who read both. So it's an interesting opinion from Jim. And again, uh, like you're saying, Jermaine, it's interesting that these new publishers, whether it was Steve or um, or the newer guy, is suddenly starting to worry about that, whereas Jim didn't for such a long period of time. It's a strange sort yeah. of switch. Well, the question has to be asked, will it affect sales? Because from what I can understand, and I, I know, you know, I don't know, I'm not in the inner sanctuary with fruit or even the terms or king features or anything like that, but I could only assume that they would, they would, you know, they pretty must be assuming that it's going to affect their sales. Otherwise, you know, why else would you keep up with us? Yeah, that, that's... I think you're right. That's probably the main reason that they're kicking up with us. And it also might just be, you know, a principle of the thing. We've got the license to print Phantom here, so no one else should be able to. You know, that's the deal we signed. That's what should happen, which I can understand as well. But from talking to, you know, yourself and um, other fans that come to, you know, the Leafork dinners and our Chronicle Chamber gatherings and even just online, I highly doubt that Hermes or any other publisher releasing a Phantom comic in Australia is going to hurt through sales. Well, why why don't we investigate that? Like, the way I see it is that, you know, you've got whether it's the average fan or it's the collector. Like, we're probably collectors. Mm-hmm. So, let's be honest, if there's a new story, we're more than likely going to buy it, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so, for the, for the average person who picks it up, who picks up the free comic from the newsagent, they, they, they won't even know that Hermes exists. No. You know, they're just the, you know, the average Joe reader who picks it up, you know, uses his pocket money or, or picks it up because it's, uh, he wants to continue the, the set that was, you know, got handed down from his dad or something like that. He probably doesn't even read him good. So, you know, so the average person wouldn't know about, wouldn't, wouldn't know about Hermes. The collector, like us, gets excited because it's another story, it's another thing to read, it's another thing to collect, it's another, um, uh, thing to redraw in our mortgage for. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, so it's exciting. Then you've probably got the comic fan. And this is probably where I want it, where I think people, you know, need to be focusing on is that you've got the person who goes into the comic book store and scours for stuff to read. Now, most comic book stores don't carry fruit. Um, from what really? I've been yeah, a lot of comics, a lot of comic stores don't. Um, there's three in Perth, or there has been three in Perth. Only one has, uh, only one still carries through. Um, I've, you know, every time I go to a place, I always, always, whether it's in Australia or overseas, I always find a comic book store just to look. 
you know, just on the off chance there might be something there. And you're probably looking at maybe 50 to 60% of people, of stores probably carry fruit. Wow, that's interesting. Of the ones I've been to. I haven't, I haven't been to all of them, so it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a, uh, a, um, uh, you know, they won't hold up in, you know, the stats and all that, but it's just from my observations. Now, but, you know, so, so there's that, so, but if, but most of them are probably going to carry a Herms because, you know, Herms has got, is getting a decent name. So, and also because they can deal it with Diamond Direct and they're not having to deal with free, the comic book stores free because free's, from what I've been told, aren't the easiest to deal with when it comes to, um, getting, getting, uh, getting comics into the, into the comic book store. Yes, I've, I've heard that too. I have so, been told that. So, you know, so the, the average comic book reader, there's probably more of a chance of them being, um, being in there, and then they're going to see, oh, the Phantom. Oh, yeah, that was something my dad used to read. Oh, oh, that was when I used to, I used to read that when I read my Archies and Commando comics and stuff before yeah. they graduated to Batman comics. So, from a nostalgic, from a nostalgic point of view, they, they're more than likely to pick it up and then start reading it. And then if they enjoy it, they may then go, oh, damn, I wonder if Free still do it. Oh, first still do it. Let's start reading that and picking up the stories and reading that. So, so I wonder if that will increase through sales instead of the fear of it actually dropping through yeah. sales. Yeah, because if someone buys, um, I'm just checking now, and King's Comics has uh, Hermes, the Phantom issue one, listed on their website for um, for five ninety five Australian, so six dollars. Now, if they're going to buy that, yeah. They're going to yeah. pay three dollars. What is it, three fifty now for a single through? So if they buy it, having yeah. let's just say they've never read the Phantom before or they're not aware of through, they buy that, they enjoy it. If they're in the news agent to see, um, I don't know, to pick up the newspaper or something, just happen to see the Phantom there, they're going to go, oh, that's only three bucks. I didn't even know that exists. Three bucks, I'll grab that and check it out. So yeah, I I I kind of agree with you. I think that yeah, if anything, it'll help through sales. Um, kind of off topic. But something that I think also is probably worth discussing maybe in a lot of later podcasts or on Facebook, um, I really only frequent two comic stores, uh, Graphic Action Comics, which is in Newcastle, so only about half an hour away from me, and then King's Comics, which is my where I get all my comics from um, in Sydney. And they both carry Fru's Phantom. It's interesting that um, there are comic stores around Australia that don't. I didn't realise that there were some that, that don't because admittedly um, I haven't been to a lot of other states apart from New South Wales and um, those that I have been to when I've been looking at the comic stores it's admittedly not really been for Phantom issues because I've kind of completed what I wanted in Phantom back issues and stuff so it's more I'm looking if I'm looking for Phantom stuff it's merchandise not really comics so I didn't pick up on that um, but what I'm getting at is why they're not stocking through. Is it if Fru's making it so hard for comic stores in Australia to get their comics, which, as we both said, we have heard is the case, are Fru trying to um, position themselves away from the traditional comic book thing? Or do comic book stores in Australia not reg- regard Fru as a proper, for lack of a better term, comic publisher? I think that's 
that in itself is an interesting point that I think mm. needs to be looked at because the only difference between Fru and every other comic on the shelf, apart from the fact that it's printed in Australia, is the size and the price. That's pretty much it. Because there are black and white comics out there that get printed every month and go to comic stores and sell well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand why Fru would be doing that if that, if it is coming from them or why, um, Australian comic book store owners wouldn't be stocking them. Uh, especially when the Phantom is, as far as I know, still the most popular character in Australia. Maybe that's changed though with the um, rise of Marvel and DC's films and stuff. It'll be interesting to know what the figures are on that as well. Hmm. So, I guess, I guess the way I see it now, I must admit, I'm, you know, I'm not in business. I'm not in the publishing game, and my knowledge of comics is fairly limited to the Phantom. Um, but I, if the reason why Fru's stopped Hermes was because they were afraid of the sales, I fail to understand how that's going to affect their sales in a negative yeah. way. Me too. Um, so I guess I guess there's that is. You know, if it was because of that, I failed to understand that, and you do as well. But then if the other reason was was because of principle, well, it kind of does make sense. But yeah, I guess I guess the 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 question that no one's even bothered asking is: Is it easy for a diamond to be able to um, stuff up or make an error by listing the comic? that is available Australia-wide? Well, it kind of depends. It, Diamond have made mistakes in the past. Um, mm. not, that, not as far as I'm aware of where things are being released, but I know that they've gotten release dates wrong and, and things like that. And, you know, that sort of thing happens in any major operation. Yeah. Now, um, I'm not sure how many of the listeners are aware, but comics, uh, US comics are solicited, so ordered by... Um, said that they're coming out and then ordered by comic stores three months before they are actually arrive on the shelves. So there's a hell of a long lead time there. Now, if these things were advertised and comic stores ordered them, and then after that happened, um, through kicked up this fuss and then it was cancelled, then that's not something, obviously, Diamond could have foreseen. So they would have had to go back and cancel it. Um if it happened before the solicitations came out, then yeah, that's a stuff up by Diamond. But how Fru would have known, um, I suppose they could have known because they would have heard the rumblings that start, uh, that, um, that, you know, the news and stuff that we were posting on the website and people talking about it. But still, they would have needed to wait till that solicitation came out to get the information. So, just, um, from my, again, limited understanding of the business, I think Fru would have had to wait till the solicitation came out before they could even comment about it. But I don't know, maybe they, mm. they said something beforehand. But that's how I imagine. I mean, if if Kings and um, all these other stores put their solicitations in and then found out, I think it was two weeks or so after they put in the solicitations, um, their orders, I mean, 
that it was cancelled, I'd say it probably, Fru's action probably happened after the, the books were solicited. But yeah. I could be wrong. That word solicitation is such a wrong word. It is. About comics. Um, <laughs> um, I, I wonder, I guess this isn't something that you and I are both going to know, but I wonder if Moonstone or Dynamite had a, um, uh, a if their licence was, was for North America only as well, or whether they had a worldwide um, licence. Yeah, it's... Because I'm assuming that a worldwide licence would cost a lot more than a North America only one. Yeah, it probably would. It probably so would. So maybe that's the reason why we kick up a fuss in yeah. using that terminology is because maybe... Um, because, let's face it, Moonstone and Dynamite are a, a bigger publishing company than what Hermes is. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe, just maybe that's what, that's what it is. Um, but I guess what's, um, I'm just looking at, uh, phantomsvault.com.au and it's looking at their, um, Herms comic announcement that they've, um, got listed here. Um, just, I guess moving on a little slightly is that it's got that, um, second paragraph. If you go to their, if you go to their website and go to the news section, I'm sure people will be able to find it. Um, it's got, with permission of three publications, the Phantom's Vault is important in the entire series. So, it's, it's interesting that, that Phantom's Vault got, have, got, or has, or, or had to get, or whatever it is, permission from through to be able to, um, to release it for the general public, the general person like you and me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's brilliant that they've been able to do that too. Yes, and yeah, and I guess that's something we probably should make mention of is that, you know, for every single person who wants to buy it and didn't want to have to deal with an American comic book store, it's going to be a much, a lot much easier to be able to get it through Phantom Vault. Um, yeah. And so, you know, kudos for both through and the Phantom's Vault for coming to some sort of agreement or, or whatever happened to be able to um, get that sorted, so... You know, so through Judith and Fans Vault and Renee, you know, we thank you for that. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, it's it's interesting though that uh, that there was such a um, furore, I, I guess, about it when because Fans Vault, for those that may not know, Fans Vault originally announced that they were going to sell the issues. And then Fru took some sort of action against Phantom's Vault. We don't know exactly what it was, but basically they tried to stop Phantom's Vault from selling issues in Australia. And then there was a meeting between Fru and Phantom's Vault, and an agreement was made, and now Phantom's Vault is allowed to sell them here in Australia. So mm. I'm wondering, you know, if, if Fru had no idea to begin with that Phantom's Vault was going to sell, sell the comics, and then... I don't know, some uppity website posted about it and that got then Phantom's Vault in trouble. Um, if it is, that website should be ashamed of themselves. Um, no, it wasn't Chronic Chamber by any chance, was it? Oh, I don't know. Someone <laughs> like that, probably. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting that that it had to go through that, through that double, that double kind of um, 
argument between the two, and it wasn't just, well, no, Phantom's uh, Vault has stuff from America, so therefore we're, we're allowed to sell it. But, you know, I, I don't know what the legalities of that is, so. Yeah. Yeah. But the bottom line is we're getting them, so that's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. That is the main thing. Now, have you, um, I, I haven't picked up a copy copy yet. I've, no. um, I've looked at the preview, which lists the first 12 pages or something. Have you had a chance to look at that yet? Um, I have had a chance, but I chose not to because I really just want to be completely fresh when it when it comes in. I'm really looking forward to this book, so I don't want it spoiled in any way for me. <laughs> um, well, I've looked at it. Um, I guess before I have a bit of a, a a bit of a look at it. Have you had a look at the covers that um, Fans Vault is releasing as well? Uh, yes, I have, and if you should probably say um, before we go on too much further, too, that every single variant. Um, is going to be available through Fam's Vault. That includes the convention exclusives. Um, you can buy them individually, or they also have an issue pack, which um, is all 16 variants plus the blank variant, which you get free, um, and it's $180 um, excluding GST. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's not... It's not cheap for what really amounts to, um, you know, one different, different bit of paper. Of, yeah. yeah. One different bit of paper for each comic. But if you're the, the kind of person that's into variant covers and stuff, then um, that might be worth checking out. Um, yes, yes, exactly. Well, I'm looking at getting all of them. Um, I, in looking at them, I re- like the covers, the covers of themselves are brilliant. Like, you know, you've got, um, you've got the two of cells and you've got Graham Nolan and Alex Saviot. You know, you, yeah. they're some of the bigger names that you're going to get. So, um, I really love the black and white ones. Oh, they're beautiful, aren't they? Um, like they've come, like you get some things that just don't, don't, don't come good in black and white, but these covers, especially the Graham Nolan one, mm-hmm. um, and even the first Cell Valido one, that's come up pretty good in black and white as well. Um, but then, yeah, I like the Virgin ones as well, and um, I'm go- I'll be getting a poster as well. Like, I yeah. lo- the poster reminds me, it reminds me of like a, an old style, um, uh, like TV poster, so or yeah. a movie poster. Yeah, it does too. <laughs> so I'll be getting that. So um, yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be looking forward to getting them. Um, but I guess for those who haven't looked at the preview art yet, um, it's very um, it's very vibrant. Like the colours are amazing. Like um, you know, you can tell they just didn't get a just you know an everyday hack. You know, um, yeah. some you know some some hack to do the colours. They're they're very um, very vibrant. They're very um, um, articulate, very careful, um, and you know, there's some like you know, you look at the first two pages and they're so iconic. You've got the burning ship, then you've got you know, the first phantom walking along the beach, and they're swearing on the oath, and then there's a picture of them on the um, on the skull throne with the chain of patience on there. Yeah, well. so that's a nice little touch. That's what that's what really gets me about these comics is they seem to they definitely know their stuff when it comes to the Phantom. They've got all those little details in there. It's great. Mm. 
And I, I love that... If... Oh, sorry. sorry, what are you going to say? Oh, I, lo- I love that... Um, I, I didn't see the actual original comment on, on Facebook, but apparently Sal Valuto posted some art um, where it had the the good mark with the handles of the swords facing inward, and a whole bunch of people got up and went, "Oh, you, you've got the wrong, you've got it the wrong way around. That's not what the good mark looks like." And he had to correct them by getting an old Ray Moore strip, I think was the one he used, and scanning it in and going, "No, this is how the the good mark." Uh, was originally designed, and then they changed it for all the handles to be pointing out. I just thought that was, you know, it really showed just how much love for the fandom is going into this series. Well, yeah, well, because from what I've heard, Peter David's been sitting on this story for 20 years. That's uh, yeah. Whether it's rumour or, or not, but that's what I've heard. It's what I like to believe, you know. It's, so it's obviously it's something that's been sitting on. Sal, you know, Sal's had... He's been drawing the Phantom for a good number of years, so it's you know for, for Egmont and stuff like that as well. So it's you know so it's obvious that the publisher has chosen these people for a reason. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I'm not surprised that they you know they actually know what's going on. Um, as the one thing I have noticed is that you know. With Moonstone and Dynamite, there was instances where it was like they they almost... I, in a sense, I agree with what Jim Shepard has said, that they they try to change the character. Dynamite definitely did that, but it was like they... It was like they, they tried to change the Phantom to, to another character to try and sell to the American audience. And it didn't work because it's been changed, hence... So it's, it'll be interesting to see whether this is successful because according to what everyone's been saying, it's very classic Phantom. Yeah. So, but I like the fact that, you know, that they, the, the creative, the creative team have actually spent some time and actually know what they're doing. Yeah, me too. It, it really does um, give you hope for the series, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the obvious question is, is you know, will there be more than just one series? Because you know, just getting one series is going to be a bit of a, you know, it will be a bit of a bummer just having that one thing. Yeah, well, I'd say it will depend how well this series is received, how well it sells, um, and yeah. selling the Phantom, as we've seen with Moonstone, as we've seen with Dynamite, um, it is still very much a gamble in the American market, uh, yeah. and really that's that's where it's got to be successful. It's got to make its money back in the US market. If it doesn't do that, then, you know, there's not really much point going on, which is a shame. It, it is a huge shame, but that's unfortunately just, just how how it is. Um, having said that, though, King's Watch was a huge success for Dynamite. It went really well. Um, and people do generally seem excited about the follow-up series for that, of which the Phantom is getting his own um, his own series. So maybe I don't think that um, the last Phantom really helped the Phantom in the US. I think Moonstone was getting there. Uh, I think if that had continued rather than losing... You know, Moonstone losing the license, it would have gone on to be bigger and better. Um, 
yeah, I, I think f- for the you know two steps forward that Moonstone made, Last Phantom was one step back, and now King's Watch has kind of made that ground up again. So hopefully this series will keep keep moving moving it forward. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, from a fan's point of view, I really don't care who publishes it as long as we get a decent comment. <laughs> yeah, ditto. But yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. As long as it's good, I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. Um, and I know that might not show uh, loyalty and stuff like that, but, you know, they cancel on us because it doesn't make sales. So, I, you know, if it's... As long as whoever publishes a good comment, they get kudos for me. Well, you know, you, you say that it doesn't show your loyalty and stuff, but I think as as a reader, as a fan, as someone that, you know, is spending their hard-earned money um, on this stuff, and, you know, you were saying earlier that you, you recently let go from, from your previous job and you're looking for another one, I'm, uh, for the most part, just casual. So we don't have an excessive amount of money to be throwing away around on these things. And I think we've had this conversation before on the podcast, but I'm a big believer in voting with your wallet. And if one publisher isn't doing something you like, then stop buying that stuff and go to someone who is, because it's going to make the publisher you don't like sit up and take notice and go, oh, hang on, we're losing sales. We're obviously doing something wrong. And it's supporting the publisher that does do the right thing. So we will then get more of that good stuff. So... I don't think you really need to feel um, that you should be beholden to any one publisher. Just go with what you like. And, you know, that's – and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. That's why I stopped buying through um, for a couple of years because I really was not liking what they were doing. Um, I won't get into that again now, but that's my philosophy behind it. So, you know, if there was a last Phantom Series 2, I probably would have waited for the trade on that, to be honest. Obviously, we know, now know that that's probably not going to happen. But, yeah. um, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it comes down to who you're more who you're more loyal to. It's just what you enjoy and where you spend, as to where you spend your money. I'm sure there's people that would disagree with that. But yeah. I'll get off my soapbox <laughs> <But> now. <laughs> no worries. So was there anything else you wanted to uh, touch upon with um, Hearns? Um, well, we, sh- we should mention that although uh, Phantom's Vault is the official seller, I guess is the best way of putting it, of Hermes Press uh, series in Australia, it seems comic stores have been getting them in. Now, how they're getting around this, I don't know. Whether they're buying them through Phantom's Vault, I don't know. Whether they've got some other way of doing it, we're not sure. Um I screen capped and posted on our Phantom Collectors group um, a couple of days ago a picture that King's Comics had posted on their Instagram showing three of the variant covers on their shelf. It's the um, Graham Nolan variant, the uh, Sal Voluto just uh, regular one where it's, is it the regular one? Um, the one that they've made into a poster anyway. Um, so that's cover B. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So cover B, um, cover C, which is the Graham Nolan one, and cover D, which is I can't recall off the top of my head who the artist is. Alex's. Yeah, I think I think it is. Looking, I've only got a small thumbnail here, but it does look like his style. So they've got at least those three issues. Now, um, I 
have a family connection with the guy that owns King's Comics. Um, so I know a little bit how, about how the store operates. And I know King's has a warehouse in America. And for things that are only available in North America, um, a lot of statues happen that way, but some books as well. He will buy them in America, send them to his warehouse, and then ship them here to Australia. Now, I don't know if that's legal. I guess it is because he's paid for them and basically he's just reselling it. It'll be the same as someone in America putting it up on eBay and selling it to Australians. I, you know, I, I assume that it'll be the same thing. But whatever the case may be, it seems that King's Comics definitely has them. Um, looking at some of the comments, uh, Mark Haywood has said there's a comic shop in Canberra that has them as well. Uh, so there's at least two um, comic stores that have got them somehow. So, you know, if you have pre-ordered the books through your local comic shop or if you want to try and buy them from a comic shop rather than Phantom's Vault, although the Phantom's, people at Phantom's Vault are very good, um, you know, have a look around. You might you might be able to find them. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that they have started to show up in the wild. Yeah, and I think if there's going if there's a need for it, people, you know, are going to find it. Yeah, well, see, th- this is the thing um, too that kind of confused me. And you mentioned this um, before, where you said, you know, there's kind of three kinds of fan readers. There's the casual people, there's the collectors like us, and then there's just the general comic reader that might happen to see it on the shelf. Now, group one and three, they probably won't be actively going after Hermes Press um, stuff. And if they do happen to see it, they're not going to stop buying it, start buying through because of it. And then there's the collectors like us who are going to buy everything. So, again, through has nothing to worry about. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all very strange why this has happened. But the thing is, if through had managed to ban... And this is the point I was going to make. If Fru had managed to ban the sale of these comics in Australia or by Australian retailers, retailers outright, fans, you know, would just jump online and buy them from somewhere else. Yeah, we'd probably yeah. have to sh- pay a ridiculous amount of shipping for it, but they would still do it. And you know, at the worst, we'd wait till it was collected into a trade and buy it that then. You know, mm. so. I don't think really what, what you know, no matter what they did, they through would have stopped those that really wanted to read it from getting the issues. Um, but again, we don't know the full story of why they decided to, to stop them being sold. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's all rather interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I suppose that raises the question, and I've just thought of this, and I don't think anyone's mentioned it. Um, at least not I've seen on, on Facebook or anything. Like I just mentioned, we have the new Phantom series coming from Dynamite that follows on from King's Watch. Is Fru going to try and block that as well? You know? Well, what's going what's to happen there? Is it the Phantom then? because it's Lothar dressed up as in a purple costume? Well, yeah, admittedly it's not Kit Walker in the costume, but it's still a Phantom comic, and the character, while it mightn't be the man we know under the mask, it's still going to be very much, and um, you can read the interviews, we link to them in the article, um, it's going to still be very much a Phantom story. It's just going to be kind of 
about Lothar. From this is from what I what I understand from what I've read. It's going to be about Lothar discovering what it means to be the Phantom. So it's going to be, I suppose, a kind of explore exploration of you know why the Phantom matters now in in the modern modern society, yeah. which is kind of similar to what Moonstone did. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is it's still going to be a comic book that has the Phantom as its title. So is Fru going to try and block it? You know, it's it's strange. But then that, it's weird that Dynamite are able to print this when Hermes apparently has the license anyway. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's all very yeah, I don't confusing. Know either. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think I think it's been good just to be able to um, discuss a lot about what's happened and what's happening. So. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's some people that that aren't that haven't been able to follow everything, but I I hope that this is going to be able to um give people a bit of an overview of what's happening, and then you know that they can realise that even if their comic book store can't get it in, or if they're a casual reader who's just come across this podcast, mm-hmm. they might be interested in that there's going to be a uh, another comic book series that they can read. Yeah, exactly. So. If you do have any questions about, you know, how to get your hands on Hermes uh, comics, please uh, feel free to email us um, at chroniclechamber at gmail.com or post a comment on our Facebook page, you know, anything, and we'll be, of course, more than happy to help. Um, I don't think we've mentioned it this episode yet, but just in, just, uh, just in case, the Phantom's Vault, where you can buy the issues, the website for that is phantomsvault.com.au. And... Um, You'll see the menu up the top. Just hover over comics and books and click on the Hermes uh, option that comes up. And you'll be able to find all all your stuff there. And yep. the, uh, the shipping uh, is pretty good from them too. I don't think the, the shipping in Australia from memory is, is hugely expensive. Um, and they do deliver overseas as well, don't they, Jermaine? Yes, they do. Sure? They yeah. basically deliver uh, anywhere. So if you're yeah. in Kathmandu... And yeah, the comics. Because I think um, some, I think some Indian fans were saying that they weren't sure if they were going to be able to get the Hermit stuff. So those guys might be able to get it through Phantom's Vault as well. Yeah, I think there was some from the um, like Scandinavian countries as well that weren't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, like in Europe and stuff. So yeah. So basically, you know, Phantom's Vault, you will be able to get them from there. And um, due to the website going down a couple of days ago, I haven't put it up yet, but I will be putting up a uh, banner that links from the Chronicle Chamber main page to the Phantom's Vault, so it'll be easier for people to find as well. So that should be up soon. Um, right, well, I think that pretty much covers everything in regards to Hermes Press yep. and what's going on. Yeah. Cool. Right yep. out. Well, um, thank you for joining me with that conversation, Jermaine. No worries. Thanks for having me, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everyone. I hope that uh, clears up any questions you may have had. But like I said, if not, feel free to contact us. Right, well, uh, that'll do us for this short episode of Chronicle Chambers X-Men podcast. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks probably talking about, I reckon Legendary is probably the next one we should cover. Yeah, and um, we might even have a guest uh, guest for that one. Yes, yes, we are working on getting another geek to talk about comics with us. Should be fun. <laughs> um, 
Right, guys. Thanks for again for listening, and we'll see you on the interwebs somewhere. Check you later, guys.